Welcome to day five of our Easter devotional series, The Week That Changed the World. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 27, verses 32 to 56. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon. They forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed a written charge against him, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from that cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani," which means, my God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tomb after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely! He was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Initially in this passage, we see a real tragedy playing out, and it's really nicely summarised in John 1:11, which says this. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The Israelites were the chosen people of God, formed about 1500 years before Jesus walked the earth. Throughout their entire history, they were being prepared for their Messiah to come. Here in verse 41, we see the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders were actually mocking their own Messiah as he hung there on the cross. However, had we been part of society back then, We've seen these guys, these religious uh, people, as being the best society could offer. They were the, uh, the religious elite. They had the best tables in the synagogues and they received the, the best greetings in the markets. Jesus even tells us this earlier on 
in the Bible. Today though, to be called one of these religious elites, and one of them was called the Pharisees for instance, would be an insult. To have a pharisaical heart for instance means that you, are, you have a cold religious heart. But back then, it would have been completely different. These were the people that were that most respected in society. So these are the ones who really should have got it. They should have figured it out. Let's face it, this uh, passage is just filled full of psalms uh, and signs and wonders. And these guys should have understood that. They should have seen this. So if God was going to reveal himself to anyone, surely it would have been to these guys, the good guys. After all, they were his chosen people. And we can find ourselves wondering if these people, these worthy religious people, aren't seeing him as the son of God, then we find ourselves asking again, who then can be saved? And the answer is really shocking. The answer is really unexpected. And we find it in our passage um, in 27 verse 54, which I'll read to you now. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake, and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. It wasn't the Jewish Torah loving people. It wasn't the Jewish leaders. It wasn't people who were immersed in God's word who saw Jesus who he was for the first time. It was Jesus' own executioners, these brutal men, these oppressors of the Jewish people, these oppressors of God's chosen people, their persecutors, who day in, day out got up and their job day in, day out was to nail people to crosses to line the Roman roads. Their job was to brutalise, to harm, to kill people who, who loved God, who called themselves Jews for, for various different reasons. And these men, these brutal men who nailed Jesus to the cross, who with hammers themselves, felt the vibrations of the wood, smelt his sweat, saw his blood, heard his cries and his agony. These men were terrified. That's what it tells us here. These men were terrified. Terrified as they saw a naked, brutalised corpse. One of many naked, brutalised corpses that they would have seen before. But that, along with the signs that went along with this, something changed in their hearts, something changed in their minds, and they saw that he was the son of God. And they saw that not because they were good people and not because they were better people than the Jewish leaders that missed it. They saw it because of God's grace, because of God's unfathomable, incredible grace that it's so difficult for us to really comprehend that he would choose, that God would choose his son's own executioners to see this first. He watches his son die in agony and in humiliation, and yet he chooses these men, these executioners, to see, to show his grace to, first of all. So let's not minimise God's grace today. Let's see how far into sin his grace can reach and save us. No one is too far, too dirty, too sinful, too broken for his love to reach. All of us, no matter how religious we are, how good we think we are, how good we seem, uh, how hard we try, we are all in need of God's beautiful grace. One for us on that day on that cross.
We hope you found today's devotional an encouragement. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about Jesus and this week that changed the world.